I heard some. You know, sister's back is broken in 68 places, and she has a linchpin here, and this and that. And you know that the nurse was real mean to her, and through the. And you know, well, stop speaking the problem. Speak the remedy in the name of Jesus. Welcome to today's episode. This is taken from a series called Jesus Is from the Urban Axe School of Ministry here in Australia. This is part two of Jesus is the name. In the name of Jesus, what does that mean? We start off in Acts chapter three. So grab a Bible and enjoy. Acts 3, 6. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. It was the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. So here's Peter and John going to church, <laughs> going to the synagogue, going to service, doing what they do, right? They didn't have to go there, right? They could have preached the gospel anywhere. But now they said, okay, let's go. And you've got to remember, this is after the church grew. This is, this is Jesus isn't around anymore. So you, you, like, not in an earthly form. So you got to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But watch what happens here. It says, this guy was daily laid at the temple, which is called beautiful. Isn't that crazy? People say, oh, we live in such a beautiful world, you know? But there's so much brokenness. There's so much brokenness. Instagram, you go on Instagram, you see a lot of pretty people. But there's brokenness. But on the outside, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We're going to temple, it's beautiful. So this man was here to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Now remember, Jesus was talking about, on his earthly ministry, don't do your charitable deeds so other people can see them. Just so other people can see them. Right? So this sets up the perfect picture. Is Peter and John going to listen to what Jesus is saying? In my name, right? So he says, uh, the, the man who's at the gate beautiful, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. Number one, they were about to go into the temple. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. We're looking at you, Peter. There's your name. There's your reputation, right? We're looking at you. So he look at me. Look at me. So the man gave him his attention expecting to receive something from them. See, the world and those people around us are expecting to receive something from us. It could be more of the world, or it could be something given in Jesus' name. So expecting to receive something from them, Peter said, because he knows what he's there for, he's, he's begging. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. Now, I'm going to stop right there. A lot of people are like, I don't have a lot to give. I don't have a lot of gifts. I don't have a lot of talents. I don't understand this whole thing. What you have, give. Like Moses with the staff, give. He's like, oh, I, I, I don't know what to do. Throw your staff down. What you have, throw it down in my name. Uh, I'll throw down my gifts, talents, and abilities. Boom. Oh, my gosh. It just bounced up and just spread all over the world. I couldn't believe it. But when we hold something with such tight grip, <laughs> what's God going to do with that? It's when the staff fell on the floor that it became the snake and ate the other enemy snakes. It's when, it's when he said, point your staff that the, the water's divided. So he says, expect me to receive something. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, 
but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus. What is he giving the man in the name of Jesus? So this is Peter's name on the line, or Peter's rep on the line, right? And the guy's like, well, you don't have gold. What are you going to give me? And he hits him with this. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So the man leaping stood up and walked and entered the temple with him, walking and leaping and praising God. And that is the goal. Give what we have. Throw down what we have. And once we speak it, he took the man. He didn't just speak it, walk away. He took the man's arms and pulled him up and said, come up. And, they, and that man didn't go and go sin. That man didn't go and go to the Pharisees and pay money. That man didn't even go home. That man didn't even go back to his homies that laid him there and say, hey, bet for money. Just give us a cup. We'll carry you here every day. You can keep 80%. All right, bet. He didn't go then. He went to the temple. He went to the synagogue because he's like, wow, if this is what God has for me, I want more. I want to learn more. We should have that attitude. We should have that displayed in our lives. So he left up, stood, um, stood and walked and entered the temple with them. And that's what we want to do, y'all, like, Strengthen people's walk in the name of Jesus. If you have a gift to prophesy, strengthen their walk in the name of Jesus. If you're a giver, strengthen their walk in the name of Jesus. It's like Jesus when he caught the woman in adultery and he said, your, your accusers are gone. He could have said, you know, go and do this. Go and tell your uh, husband, go and tell, you know, go take a shower. He just said, go and sin no more. And the definition of sin is what? Missing the mark. Right? Knowing the right thing to do, but doing the opposite. So how dare we, the, the creator has a light in this situation. We flick the switch, in Jesus' name, light comes on. And then we just continue sinning in the light. And, and, and the Bible is clear. If we're light, if we're children of light, if we don't walk in the light, we we'll walk in the darkness, we're children of the devil. We're not children of God. And that's why it says if you believe in his name, he gives you the right to become children of God. We have a right with the light on. Once the light's on, we need to walk according to that. Because we will never, ever, ever get what he has for us in our name, right, on this earth without putting his name first. And let me explain, like, in Philemon it says, I pray that the sharing of your faith become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. That means that you won't be 110 effective with the sharing of your faith unless you know who you are and who you are in Christ. If you don't know who you are in Christ, the sharing of your faith will become effective because next thing you know, you're speaking something, but you're not living it. You're prophesying things to people, but you're not living it. You're living it, but you're not speaking it and telling them how to live it. You're living it, and you're like, this is a secret. I'm special. I, this is just for me. I've got, I've got the word. I'll share it with you, maybe. No! In the name of Jesus, what I do have for you, get up and walk. Hallelujah. That's Acts uh, 3.6. Let's go to Acts 4.12 real quick. I'm just going to whisper the next little bit. All right, it came to pass. So this is um, when Peter and John were arrested, right? So they're doing the do. And said, so it came to pass on the next day that the rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Ananias, the high priest, 
Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? See, people want to know, in what name have you done this? When you, when, when you go do something, people will be like, well, where are you from? We've handed out food on the street before, and one of the first questions is, what church are you from? What's the name of your church? Whose name do you do this in? Do you do this in the name of Muhammad? Do you do this in the name of Islam? Do you do this in the name of Christianity? Oh, we do this in the name of Jesus. Oh, well, tell me about it. By what name have you done this? So notice, they're being pulled up for a good thing. Sometimes you'll do a good thing, and then an enemy will be like, you know what, I'm going to get him. I'm going to give them such persecution for doing that thing, they never want to do a good thing in the name of Jesus again. So this is what happens. Peter and John are arrested. A man is walking now, laying from birth, right? It says, by what power or what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Bible says, when you go before judges and magistrates and those that persecute you and wrongly persecute me, do not think in that time what you're going to speak because the Lord will fill your mouth with the exact words that you need to speak. Now remember, Saul to Paul, he was, he was the well-written one. He was the, he was the Pharisee. He knew the scripture. He knew the law. Now Peter was a fisherman. So filled with the Holy Spirit, he said, rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed and done to a helpless man, by what means he was made well, let it be known to all of you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, <laughs> this man stands before you whole. And then he goes on to say, this is the stone which was rejected by you builders. You remember Jesus came to his own and his own rejected them. We started that at the beginning of this. He has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other. No other name. Hallelujah. It says here in verse 12, For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. You can't tell me that Jesus isn't the name. He is the name. The name of Jesus. You can't discount it. And it talks about, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled. See, isn't that awesome? Because God uses the unexpected. God uses those that may not have gone to 15 years of seminary school. They may not have the, like, oh, I'm, I, just, I just learned, I just know what I know, man. I know that my God is good and my God is gracious and, 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 and my, my God loves me, you know? And, and my God's name is Jesus. It's, it's when we do those things that people will marvel. I've, I've been in places personally with people that were mu much more highly educated than myself. And I'll just be like sitting there going, there's a problem. And, we're, and they're trying to figure out the problem, whether it's a technical problem or something with sound or whatever. And I'm like, or you're with sound engineers. And then like, you just, something comes to you. It's like, well, Lord... And they just whisper something, or a thought will come to you, and you speak it, and they go, Wow, I think that'll work. Ah. And then they look at you, and you're like, and you go, Praise God. Mm -hmm. I say that a lot, I say, Praise God all the time. Praise God. Praise God, He's faithful. 
He is faithful when we're not faithful. Praise God. Praise God. So when that happens, we got to know, well, could be a God thing. There were untrained men and they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Somebody else read that. That's Acts 3.13. Nice and loud. Acts 3.13. We're almost done. Sorry, no, Acts 4.13, sorry. Now when the men of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, saw the confidence and boldness of Peter and John and grasped the fact that they were uneducated and untrained, they were ordinary men, they were astounded and began to recognize that they had been with Jesus. Began. Began to They recognize. began to recognize. Whose name are we glorifying? Whose name are we putting first? Are we putting my name? Are we putting your name? We're putting the name of Jesus. Because when you know someone's good name, you've spent time with them, you know them, you know their character. It's because they spoke like that. It's because of the things that God did through them and in their lives and that they were uneducated and untrained, right? Wow, these guys must have spent time with Jesus. People know. When there was a plane crashing, people are like, Muhammad, Buddha. No, it was like, Jesus, even atheists, Jesus. Because they know. They know it's the only name. Okay, so we got uh, Romans 10, Romans 10, 13. Bo, can you read that one? Romans 10, 13. Start in verse 11, if you can. Verse 11 to 13. For the scriptures say, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. We, it's funny because we go, oh, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes, this is true. But look at, look at, look at this. In verse 10 it says, with the heart one who believes unto righteousness and mouth is confession made. Then we skip this 11. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. There's some other interesting translations there, whoever will not be put to shame. But it's actually quoting Old Testament scripture. It's quoting uh, prophet Isaiah. But why is it sometimes that we know to speak the name of Jesus, we know to speak up, but because we're uneducated, because we're unlearned, because of our past, because of what people think, and because, 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 we don't want to say what we need to say. But the scripture is clear. Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. When we step out, God, God meets us. God meets our faith. Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the name of Jesus. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. That means, you know, uh, well, you know, this person's this nationality, this ethnicity, you know, they should speak on that. I shouldn't speak on that. Well, if that were true, then why did David Wilkerson get called across the world, you know, to the Malmaus? Why, why did that happen? We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. I just want to take a moment to remind you that this is all about Jesus. If you have never invited Jesus in your heart, take a moment and call on the name of Jesus and you shall be saved. We have to remember that many are called, the scripture says, but few are chosen. What separates the called from the chosen? Hearing the Father's voice, speaking what the Father's saying, and putting Jesus' name first before man. The, the humbling to the cross, 
The humbling, what is man that you would set him, you know, there's a humbling that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. There's a rejection that needs to happen. Surrender. There's a surrender that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. When you have a business and your name is on the line of your business, even though you're in the right, you could just be like, man, I'm telling you right now, that stain wasn't there on the car before I washed it, or whatever. And, and you know they're going to tarnish your good name. You go, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then, and then the scripture comes up, do all things unto the Lord, not unto men, fully pleasing. Like, ah, all right, fine. And, yeah, and then you clean it, and then they come back and they say, you know what? This happened to me, things like this. And, and literally have said phrases like this. You know, Brian, I actually thought you were like a lot of other people. You know, I've kind of lost faith in humanity and the fact that you went above and beyond. You know, that's just amazing. I actually still want to pay you for the work. That the sharing of your faith become affected by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you. See, every good thing in us is placed there by God. And the fertilizer that the enemy and the world throws at us and our own mistakes, that just helps us to grow. You know, James talks about let patience have its perfect work. Because through that patience and through the trials and persevering, that's where fruit comes in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's where we give God the glory. We talked about the fruit last week, having a walk worthy of the Lord. And this is the walk. This is the walk. We walk, we walk the talk. Yeah. Amen? Mm -hmm. And we will not be put to shame. I'm, not, I'm just going to end with these couple. So uh, Romans 10, 13, we got, go to Hebrews. Hebrews 1, 4. Having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Oof. Oof. God created the angels. Read that again, please. Uh, having become so much better than the angels, mm. as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Who's he talking about there? Who's scripture talking about there? I'm talking about himself. <laughs> the only person that should be talking about his own name is God. And the only time we should be talking about our own name is when you say, look at me. Look at me. Silver and gold I have none, but what I do have I give to you. And that the expectancy. Well, well yeah, rise up and walk. What I do have I give to you. I, I can go out for a coffee. I can... Make a song, we can talk, we can listen to each other, we can pray for each other. What I do have, I give to you. Lay hands on the sick. It says there, read it again, Brother Inheritance, please. Brother Simon. Uh, he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Do you gain an inheritance while you're living? No. No. Because of Jesus humbling himself and, and dying on the cross and raising from the dead. He obtained an inheritance. Go to Ephesians uh, 1.21. <laughs> yeah, you go, bro. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to end with this prayer here. In Ephesians uh, 1. Therefore... Hallelujah. It, it, this is the prayer. This is what Bo was reading about uh, every, far above all principality and every name that is named. Jesus put all things under his feet, which is us, the church. I'm going to pray this prayer for us. 
But first, really quick, I'm gonna, I want to take you to the end because I said I like to go to the beginning to the end. It's Revelation. Revelation 19.16. So hold your place in Ephesians. Revelation 19.16. Now this is Christ's return. I'm going to start in 11 because I like context. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. Faithful and true. That's the word of God. Faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. Think about that. He has a name that no one knows except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Jesus, last week we learned is the Word of God. Jesus is the name above all names, all power and principality. I'm going to read the rest just because it's so cool. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. His name is called the Word of God. And remember, in Genesis and John, the Word of God is Jesus. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, hallelujah, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth, remember it's the Word, goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nation. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written. It's, it's written on his robe and again on his thigh. And it says, King of kings and Lord of lords. So no one can ever tell you that the name of Jesus is ineffective. But we have to use it properly. He's righteous, he's just, and he's holy. So let's pray this prayer. Um, in Ephesians, hallelujah. I'll just start praying and then we can... I'm just going to quote Jesus here real quick. Thank you, Lord. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me and the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, whatever you ask in my name. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. And he will abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans and I will come to you. Father, we just thank you for every person in this, in this place, every person in this room. We thank you, Lord God, 
that you will in your name and your thoughts are towards us. And Lord, thank you what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe, according to the working of your mighty power, which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Father, we thank you that you put all things under Jesus' feet, and you gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fuels all in all. Lord, help us in that body to have a walk worthy of you, Lord God. Help us to have a walk worthy of your name, for your name's sake, for your glory. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus is the name. That was part two of a series from our Jesus Is series at the Urban Act School of Ministry. I am the BRB. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. Make sure you follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube, and leave us a review. It takes literally like 10 to 20 seconds to do that. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors and affiliates, chhfam.com, the place where he speaks with Pastor Norman Sabati, the new NUMA Godcast with the Professor Norman Brown. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned if you want to hear more on what I'm personally up to in music, media, and the ministry. Go ahead and check out thebrb.com. And on all the socials, I'm just at thebrb, T-H-E, B-R-B. Thanks again. See you next time.